this week I watched an Oscar-nominated movie with commercials in it. And I'm not talking about Barbie. Another, di another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. 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 Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another digital citizen. Uh, my name is Fro, and with me I have Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. How's it going? It is going good. I'm trying not to open another tab on my computer because I'm afraid to show you all my porn. Oh, okay. Yeah, that would... Yeah. That would be bad if you were to accidentally open your special folder, as people are calling it, and, <laughs> and accidentally leak that to everybody. Yeah. Uh -huh. Holy moly. Uh, I have never heard so much about horse porn in my entire life than I have this week. That's for fucking sure. You, yeah, I think you're probably right. I think that's probably true for me as well. Um <laughs> Can't think of other another week in my entire life on this earth that I've heard or talked as much about horse horse pornography. Yeah. So drawn or otherwise, are... to be honest. Yeah. So uh, for people living under a rock and not uh, as uh, into in internet as we are, people who aren't uh, as we... terminally on the line as us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we should probably explain what the fuck we are talking about. Uh, so there's this streamer. His name is Vorsch. He's uh, on the left, left side of uh, American politics. He's a pretty big streamer. One of the biggest, I would assume. Not really. I mean, huh? political streams aren't really that big comparatively to, like, gaming streams, so... Well, well, off the political streamers, I was thinking. Oh, well, maybe. not. I mean, he's yeah. not the biggest, but he's one of the big three, I think. One of the big three. As far as on, the, on like, the socialist side. Because there's bigger ones, yeah. probably, on the... I would think Ben Shapiro streams are bigger than, you know... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, on his stream, he uh, accidentally showed people uh, his uh, lollicon porn. And also there was uh, a guy or a horse or something fucking some small people? I don't really know. It was all cartoon anime drawn stuff. Yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. talk more about it in the Jeremy round, for sure. Well, but uh, yeah, so uh, that is what we were talking about. And uh, everybody is super upset about it, and we'll talk about some interesting things coming out of this. How has your week been? Uh, pretty decent, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, I, I got a, a waffle maker for Christmas that I never really mm -hmm. busted out until this week. And I've been just mm. waffling it up, like berry waffles and syrup on the <laughs> waffles and putting mm. berries in the waffles. I've just been a, a waffle maniac this week. That's what I've been up to, for sure. He's a maniac. He's a waffle maniac. <laughs> cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on Sunday, I saw the Super Bowl with a very nice man. Oh, yeah, there was I the Super Bowl that happened also. I think that was Luke was his name or something like that. 
and uh, I slept all Monday. <laughs> I too, I heard like three people make the superb owl joke about Super Bowl, and I was like, each time I cringed more and more out of my own uh, pants. I think I'm like that is such a Reddit meme from like 2008. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Why are people still saying that? Uh, Cringy. I mean, I I'm I'm more surprised that uh, a rookie like Taylor Swift won the whole thing. She was very very good at it. Yeah, she really brought uh, her A game this time. Yeah, yeah, totally. I really have to say that. Uh, we will talk about that later as well. Teasing, teasing, teasing. Talk about some commercials and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Biden. Uh, what the fuck is going on with his legal team? A uh, special counsel alleged alleges Biden couldn't recall personal milestones. Uh, his legal team's response, my memory is fine, is what he says. And a long-standing concerns about Joe Biden's age and memory intensified on Thursday after the release of a special counsel report, investigation into the possession of classified documents. If you remember this, this happened like right after the Mar-a-Lago stuff. You remember mm-hmm. that, bro? Yeah. I do remember It was that. like in his garage... Uh, he had a bunch of random documents, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, the report described the 81-year-old Democrat as hazy, fuzzy, faulty, poor, and having significant limitations, and noted that Biden could not recall defining milestones in his own life, as such as when his own son died or when he had served as vice president. Biden said, my memory is fine, Thursday night from a press conference at the White House. <laughs> Biden will not face charges because of this for mishandling the classified documents. The report's assertions about his memory could undermine Biden's message to voters, though. So the reason reason that the special counsel put this out is because of the classified documents investigation. Mm -hmm. The reason that they aren't charging him with these classified documents, according to them, is that he... uh, is because of his mind and that he didn't know um he wasn't aware that the documents were there because he doesn't remember things that was their at least their excuse maybe or reasoning as to why to not charge biden yeah right yeah i uh, the more we come closer to the election the more sure i am that trump is going to win sadly what if they replace Biden with somebody else? Then it throws Ooh. your whole idea for a loop, huh? Who? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying, what if they did? Gavin Newsom? Yeah, and not... Gavin Newsom against Trump? Nah. Uh, according to all polls, any general election Democrat will beat Trump. Biden will not, but any general election, like any just normal-ass Democrat... In it? Yeah. Trump's approval lev- levels are super low, just like Biden's are super low. Right now, mm. we have two super low, hated people against each other. If we put just one normal-ass person in there, they're going to beat the hated person. <laughs> That's the thing that the Democrats are being so dumb about wow. leaving Biden in. It's a little like looking for a unicorn, I guess. A normal... A dem- just a normal-ass person. You don't even need somebody special. Just throw a normal-ass Democrat in there, and they'll win. That's the whole thing about, like, yeah. why are we leaving Biden in there when he clearly has all these issues? But the problem is that I will never fucking do that. There's absolutely no chance in hell. 
I don't know. After all this, I, there's more of a chance than there was last week. I'm. I think you're being a little too positive, but uh. And we got plenty of time at this point for somebody to step up, True. and it doesn't even need to just be that Biden steps up. We also have that weird third party um, that we talked about that they would go against if Biden and Trump were running, the, the no labels or whatever. We could get a no labels mm. candidate put in there, uh, and we have no idea what's going to happen with that. So this whole thing is still up in the air to me. I don't think it's as sealed okay. as you think it is. Okay. Maybe I'm uh, more uh, negative Nancy than you. I just, That's I think good. you're, like, mm. we have so much, we have almost a year, nine, ten months left. So you got to, like, yeah, we've got plenty of time for a lot of things to happen. Trump could die. Biden could die. There's so much that could happen in between now and then that, yeah, I just, yeah. I think you're looking at it in, like, a my microscopic sense in that, okay, this is what's happening now. And that, and then you're juxtaposing mm. it onto nine months from now, but so much mm -hmm. can change that I, I don't, I'm trying to look at it more broadly, I guess. Well, I, I think I want uh, Vladimir Putin as your president. That seems like a good idea. Not only is that like against the rules of being president, I don't think anybody oh. would vote for uh, a war uh, mongering what, uh, what's his murderous uh, dictator? Yeah, well, actually, they did vote for Donald <laughs> Trump, so... Right. I was just going to say, are you sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 110% sure about that. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I saw the Tucker Carlson interview, I watched it all. Uh, the first 30 minutes, well, 40 minutes, was just put in giving... Uh, Tucker Carlson, a lecture of uh, uh, Russian history, but uh, other than that, it was kind of interesting, I guess. It was really not very... Like, if people are out there and they're like, oh, maybe I should watch that, you don't need no. to watch it. It's not no, worth watching. <laughs> it's, it's very... Like, nothing was, really interesting came out of it. Otherwise, you would have heard about it. Right. Yeah, I I was uh, thoroughly bored, to say it mildly. Uh, I think my highlights were Putin making fun of Tucker Carlson not getting into the CIA. That was funny. Um, and Putin saying the Nordlands uh, uh, thing was done by the United States. Which we're not surprised by, I guess. Um, yeah. Putin used the interview with former Fox host Carlson to push his narrative on the war in Ukraine and urging Washington to recognize Moscow's interests. For more than two hours, the largely unchallenged Putin showered Carlson with Russian history. Like you said, mm -hmm. Putin repeatedly uh, repeated his claims the full-scale invasion uh, was to protect Russian interests and to prevent Ukraine from posing a threat to Russia by joining with NATO. So... Yeah, because they are full with Nazis. I mean, all of fucking Ukraine is Nazis, according to Putin. I mean, I, I've never heard so many things about Nazis since the Second World War, almost, in this interview. It was kind of... I, I thought it was interesting, that part. Yeah, I mean, the, he, they used that as a justification, and they have been for a while. I think the main justification yeah. is the NATO stuff, and has been from the beginning, mm -hmm. like since the very beginning, and then the, the Nazi mm -hmm. stuff came a bit later. The problem with the 
going after him and saying, oh, um, he's saying that all all of Ukrainians are Nazis. That's definitely not true. Are there Nazis mm. in Ukraine, in the Ukrainian military? Yeah, yes, there sure. are. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not talking about a, mean, a couple of loose cannon Nazi guys. I'm talking there are brigades of Nazi army battalions yeah, <laughs> in yeah. Ukraine. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, it's potato potato. It's uh, one of those things where, like, yeah, it's part true, but it's not. It's like a, Trump, a Trumpism. Yeah, it's a little bit true, but it's not mm -hmm. the truth that he's trying to tell. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I uh, thought it was so was interesting that he was pushing the narrative that the United States should uh, 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 have talks with Russia about Ukraine, and uh, he more or less said, "Hey, guess what? It's the United St States ball now. We we are ready to talk uh, now. Uh, United States have to stop." Uh, helping the Nazis and everything will be done. And the, in one part he said that um, the US had stopped peace talks at one point and, and, mm -hmm. and that it wasn't his fault that the peace talks fell through, that it was the US's fault. Um, I don't That's know. true, I, I get it. Maybe. It may be partially true. Does. I know for sure that the UK, that uh, Boris Johnson, when he was prime minister, went and talked with Zelensky to stop the, the mm, peace talks. I know, yeah. Uh, but that's the UK, and he was talking mm. about a much later point of peace talks uh, that mm. the US supposedly stopped, so uh, considering that the UK did it, I wouldn't be surprised if the US did it, but yeah. And as I understood, it was taking part in another country as well, so. Was it Iran? <sighs> Yeah, was it? Uh, I wanted to say Kosovo. I think it was Iran. I wanted to say Kosovo or something with a K, but I could be wrong. Okay, yeah. It was some other country. Yes, Kentucky. <laughs> Probably not that's the fried weird. chicken state, but maybe. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that was the first thing that started with K. Actually. I mean, that would be a great way to like uh, bolster peace talks: fried chicken and some yeah. like nice mashed potatoes with gravy and some coleslaw, mm. maybe. Corn on the cob. I think that would help peace talks. I don't know. I don't know though. I'm not a negotiator. Are you calling? Are you calling me chicken? <laughs> yeah. Uh, someone else that uh, I'm sure wants some KFC is uh, Julian Assange. Uh, yeah, Julian Assange, uh, WikiLeaks founder who is stuck in Belmarsh Prison. Um, a French, uh, an artist in France, uh, said he will destroy paintings. He owns by iconic icons Pablo Picasso and Andy Warhol, as well as others, mm -hmm. using acid. If the WikiLeaks founder uh, Julian Assange dies in prison, Andrea Molodink Molodikin Molodikin Molodikin. Yeah, sure. An artist uh, in the south of France is planning to destroy up to forty-five million dollars worth of masterpieces that have been Yikes. donated to him. Uh, he said yeah. he would put the paintings in a twenty-nine-ton safe that is connected to two barrels. One barrel will contain acid powder, while the other will hold accelerants. Uh, when pumped together into the safe, the reaction will be power powerful enough to destroy all the masterpieces at once. That is a. Uh, that's 
I, I, that's pretty wild. That's like something out of a movie, I would think, mm-hmm. right? This is like out of yeah. straight out of Mission Impossible or something. Bum, bum, yeah, I was just thinking of that. Yeah, no, that seems... Uh, I, I don't... I especially don't think they really care. Uh, if he destroys Ark for 45 million, I think it is... Uh, I sadly think Julian Assange will die in prison. But I, again, I'm the pessimist of this show, so... Um, I also think he probably will die in prison. I don't know which prison, whether it will be a UK prison or US prison, but I think he will die Do in you know a what? prison. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, I, I don't know which prison. Like, yeah. Uh, I think this is... Maybe it- they will open, open uh, that uh, thing they had... In uh, Abu Ghraib, Abu Ghraib again, just for him. Probably not. Uh, I feel like no? people would get mad about that. Uh, they still have <laughs> Guantanamo Bay, so I don't know why they'd need to open Abu Ghraib. But um, mm. it's, this initiative is backed by Julian Assange's wife, uh, Stella, mm-hmm. as well. Um, the artist said, "In our ca- catastrophic time, when we have so many wars, to destroy art is much more taboo than to destroy a life in prison. Since Julian Assange has been in prison, freedom of expression, freedom of speech, and freedom of information has started to be more and more repressed. I have a feeling. I have Amen. this feeling very strongly now." He says. Yeah. I, I feel like this is somewhat in the same vein as the climate protests destroying art. Um, mm-hmm. In the same kind of like vein of protest. Uh, mm-hmm. and I think I've thought about that a while because I've been seeing a lot of people saying, "Oh, destroying these art to to help the climate isn't changing anything. This isn't actually helping the climate. It's not actually mm-hmm. changing anything." And it's like, well, nothing else is changing anything. Laws aren't yeah. changing anything. Uh, our politicians, our leaders, aren't changing anything. So, mm-hmm. it, taking drastic action sometimes is the only way to go. Um. And making a statement, and I think that's what this is more than anything, is making a statement, uh, even if... I think it, the only thing is that I I personally think it's a tiny bit childish, uh, throwing tomato soup, uh, soup at uh, Van Gogh or Monet or whatever they are doing. I, I think it's super childish. I understand that they are trying is, is... to get protesting in the streets childish no i didn't say that well i'm it's the same it's a form of protest for so if you were to walk in it's the streets form of protest, if you were to walk it down the, the street thing. if you were walk down the street with a sign saying uh for uh i'm against climate uh, i'm against climate change i'm against fossil fuels that's like an acceptable yeah, form of protest but that yes, form of protest of doesn't work we're still no, we're still headed to climate this. disaster. Neither does this. It's just childish. Like this, but, why? Like, but I guess okay, my so point I, is to I, say I, that I, one I, form of protest is childish and that the other isn't. That doesn't make sense to me. I guess is my point. Okay, I I will tell you why I think this. So long, long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, I was in uh, Russia. Okay, and I was in Saint Petersburg. And I was at the Peter's Palace. And the Peter's Palace is one of the most uh, extravagant places I have been in in my entire world. And in uh, that cellar, this was 
just when Yeltsin came to power, so it's many, many years ago. Uh, in that cellar, they had paintings of Monet, Picasso, uh, a lot of paintings. And uh, it was gathering malt. And uh, the curator of this place said that if Russia would have sold, I think it was 10% of the paintings that was down in the cellar, they would be out of debt of their, like, right there and then. But they were not willing to do that because uh, it was more important for them to keep face than than uh, keeping mold on, on, on paintings. So my point is this. I think that is super childish as well. Like, I think it's more important to... Uh, to take care of history through paintings and things like that, then destroying valuable things. I, I understand that you're doing it for a stunt to get uh, focused, but I still think it's super fucking childish. As far as climate change goes, it, what? Who's going to? Who's going to be admiring those paintings when all humans are dead because of climate change? Right. So, what's the we're point of saving? Anyway. What's the point of saving the history if we're all going to be dead? So, do you real? Okay. L- okay. Let Let's say they destroyed the Mona Lisa. Okay. Yeah. I what would, the fuck is that going to do? It It will bring uh, shame on the people who aren't willing to do something to change the climate change. I don't believe that for a second. I think they will destroy Mona Lisa. Value of history will go away. And nobody will fucking care because they are doing a childish thing. That's my my point of view. It will not help doing this. I guess that's true. Uh, but what will help? I guess is the point, like that I was making before. Like if if politicians aren't willing to change anything, and protest isn't changing anything, and going out and um, doing this to paintings isn't going to do anything, are we just fucked? Is there nothing we can do? Is there no change that can be exactly? Well, I I think that's I think trying to do something is better than not doing anything. So I I am down with sure, destroying then, destroy then... all the paintings you want. In fact, smash all the all the uh, statues too. That's what I say. I I I think history is overrated. Tradition is okay. uh, tradition holds us back more than anything most of the time. I ha- I have an idea. Why would don't we bomb sixty percent of of uh, the power? Uh, that is used of, uh, for example, like coal factories. What do you? What? What? <laughs> what why do you don't we? Why don't we destroy coal factories instead? Why don't we destroy, like mining facilities? Coal factories. I don't know yeah. what a coal yeah. factory yeah. is. So I'm. That's or, what's confusing yeah, well, me. Uh, a place that makes coal. Uh, they, I mean, people oh. have bombed pipelines and, um, you know, chained themselves to uh, fences in front of coal mines and things like that. Yeah, it's hap- it's, it's been happening my whole life, and it, it hasn't done yeah. anything, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you if you destroy like forty percent of that, not only will that have more positive. Uh, for the environment, but people have to look for uh, different sources of energy. Yeah, but if you're and bombing, to... if you're bombing a mine that has people in it, you're kill. Yeah. That's like you're killing innocent people. If you're throwing paint okay. at a painting, 
nobody's actually getting hurt. Nobody, you uh, see, like, there's a difference between uh, po- potentially murdering people and just throwing some tomato soup on a painting. Yeah, sure. But uh, if you, if you wanted to talk about measure that people will actually feel the consequences of, turn off twenty percent of the outlet of of factories or or things that make uh, electricity, then fucking people will start to do something. I think people have been trying to do that through politics this whole time, and politicians yeah, are unwilling to do it. That that clearly doesn't work. Let's go to a more drastic... Right, that's what uh, I'm saying. I think what you're jumping. What I'm saying is we've been doing that. We've been protesting in the street. We've been trying to get our politicians yeah, to do well, something. One yes, one step up one step up from that is one step up from uh, that one step up from that is throwing stuff at paintings. Another step okay, up from that, that, that is violence. Okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. I I would rather have violence than throwing a tomato suit at at the uh, money. Or uh, I think Gandhi would disagree with that. And he 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 got his message across, right? So that, that's what I think, though. Well, he's also dead, so where's that? <laughs> he was murdered <laughs> horrifically, but he won. But he won, right? He won, and yeah, did he? yeah, he did. Are you sure? Uh, does the British control India anymore? <laughs> no. Well, so there you go. Is it also one of the most overpopulated countries in the world? That wasn't what he was fighting for. Oh, I'm just saying that. Not that is everything is done peacefully. I don't know. I I believe in revolution, but I'm an old communist. So who the fuck? What do I know? I, I'm just Maybe saying. I, I was just saying, like it's one step up from all those things that we see as like the rational move to make, as far as like regular protests, regular uh, yeah, but- politics. Is one step for, up from that is destroying. In like um, destroying things that aren't uh, social structures that aren't like um, you know things that are going to hurt people monetarily. Like nobody is getting hurt or um, losing their life or losing their family over uh, a piece of artwork getting some paint on it, right? Yeah, sure, I agree. Uh, but I have other things that I would rather would do. Yeah, I, I think that um, okay. most people wouldn't go to that length, and so they would rather throw paint at a painting or throw it in acid. Yeah, sure, but mm-hmm. uh, then I call them childish because I think it's childish. I didn't, don't think it helps. It's a little like uh, it. It reminds me of a five-year-old that doesn't get its will. It's. Just I guess a, you can see it that way. I just I feel like uh, I can. <laughs> the most of the people that are doing it are children. Also, they're young adults. So, are they childish? Slightly, yeah. Do I think they're doing the right thing? I, yeah, I think they're doing the right thing. I like Greta Thunberg. I have, uh, I, I have mad respect for a woman. But uh, if she started throwing paint at paintings, I would lose a lot of respect for her. That's what I think. I guess what what we start out with is Julian Assange being freed from prison. Do you think that sending in like an armed militia to try to get him out of prison is going to like be more effective than uh, this guy doing what you call a childish stunt? I don't think so. So 
Mm, no, I don't think so because, well, it being in the UK, maybe because what the fuck are they going to fight against? <laughs> with I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Do prison guards have? Sticks? Yeah, do prison guards have guns in the UK? I'm not sure how that works. I, I don't know. <laughs> you said armed militia, so I was thinking hmm, maybe that could work in the UK when I think about it. I guess then, yeah. I mean, your point was like we need to move to if you're if you really are focused on making this work, then you need to do something more mm. extreme. I just don't think we um, we have to do that. I think people need to learn to not go to those extremes and to and figure out how to make a difference without having to go to those extremes because what happens is when mm. you go to those extremes it's it it's worked against you every time if you do then you're the bad guy and being well, on the right of. side makes it easier for you to get your message across to a certain uh, degree, I I point uh, uh, to, to a certain point I agree, but if we look at the fur industry, for example, uh, the fur industry is almost dead because of uh, uh, what activists uh, did: breaking into farms, taking pictures of what was going on there, uh, pushing uh, a relatively big agenda i mean sure if, but it was non-violent that's a totally non-violent not th- all of it not all of it definitely not in norway okay um but uh, if, and if we look at the opposite side like abortion uh, we have a lot of people that have gone into abortion uh clinics and like fire around them do you think that is a uh, thing people on the right is willing to do to keep abortion down they, because it has they seem to attempt it all the time, right? Yeah. But I think that that makes people not want to listen to their message when they firebomb an abortion clinic. And I think it goes the same yeah. way for if you were to try Maybe. some kind of violent thing for Julian Assange or climate change or anything like that, then they're going to say, mm. look at these violent climate change uh, activists. We can't, do, we can't uh, negotiate with terrorists, so we're not going to do anything they say. Yeah. But don't you think uh, some people would feel like holding a painting hostage is at the same level? No. No? No. There's a lot of people that argued, like, during the Black Lives Matter movement, that destroying property is equivalent to murder. And it's, right. just, it's just not. That's not the same. No. I, I totally agree. No, no. I totally agree with that. Yeah. That's, that's childish. <laughs> that is totally childish. I just think well, doing anything mm-hmm. violent, it's always going to be used against you, no matter you know what you're fighting for. Yeah. I mean, I'm a pacifist, so who the fuck am I to talk? So I guess that's There's true. That. Yeah. Anyway, um, you would think uh, stealing a radio tower that's 61 meters tall or 20 foot is pretty, pretty, pretty hard to do. <laughs> I would think so. It, that it, I wouldn't think it would be like an overnight thing to steal, right? Because it's yeah. made of metal. It's giant. How much do you think a 200-foot or 61-meter radio tower weighs? It's got to be four. It's got to be a ton, right? At least like a thousand. Yeah. 4,000 pounds, guess, maybe? Maybe like four tons. Yeah. I don't know. Two, four tons. I guess it... 
depends on really what it actually is made out of. Yeah, like the metal. it's made of paper. <laughs> well, I mean, it's got to be made of metal, but is it made of aluminum or is it made of steel? You know what I mean? Sure, um, sure. But the theft I of a agree. giant radio ta- yeah. tower has silenced what used to be the voice of a small Alabama town. Thieves made off mm. with a 200-foot or 61-meter tower shutting down the WJLX radio in Jasper, Alabama, so far, no arrests have been made, uh, and there is no leads, as I'm to understand. The theft was discovered February 2nd, when a maintenance crew arrived in the wooded area where the tower once stood and found it gone. They also found every piece of broadcasting equipment uh, stored in a nearby building had also been stolen. So maybe somebody just I wants to start their own radio station. Yeah, I know it, it was. It was Bigfoot. Bigfoot went in there in mm-hmm. the in the middle of the night and stole in a bunch Alabama. of radio equipment. Mm-hmm. Isn't uh, that Bigfoot country, Alabama? No, I don't think so. Oh, is he just known for fucking your sister? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, there's probably some like there's probably some type of Bigfoot there. But... I'm so sorry, everybody from Alabama. <laughs> well, it is kind of what they're known for. I know. <laughs> Washland. <laughs> oh, that was a stupid joke. Um, yeah, I guess there's been Sasquatch sighted in Alabama. I don't know that it's Alabama country because, like, northwest where I am is actually considered Bigfoot country. So, but it says uh, 19, 1883 photograph of Bigfoot. Okay, whatever that means. Mm. It's been around for a while, apparently. Bigfoot, yeah. <laughs> in Alabama. I mean, it's definitely been around in Oregon and Washington for a long time. But, yeah, yeah. Like, there's other kinds of Bigfoot in other states that aren't called Bigfoot. Uh-huh. There's, like, the the um, swamp ape, which is, like, Bigfoot adjacent. Swamp ape? Okay. Yeah, I think that's, like, a Florida, like, down that part of the country thing where there's swamps, um, mm. which is, like, Bigfoot adjacent but not the same, kind of. Yeah. The only thing I think of when I, it's Florida is alligators or crocodiles. <laughs> well, they're fighting with the swamp, swamp apes. Yeah. yeah. And the, that, and the that, that would pythons. be an amazing movie. Rise of the Swamp Amps. Uh, apes. There's got to be a swamp ape movie, right? I would not be surprised. Uh, if, there's got to be some kind of bad, like... um <laughs> Straight to DVD. 2017, yep. Really? Uh-huh. Is it called Swamp Apes as well? It's called Swamp Ape, yep. Mm. While entering forbidden Native American tor- territory against being advised not to, the group encounters the Swamp Ape. Yeah. Mm. What uh, does it have on IMDb, I ask? Oh, let me see. 2.6 out of 10. Woohoo! Yeah, this yeah, looks very watch. bad. I just don't, like the the, the shots in IMDb of like um, yeah. the film. Uh, these might be behind the scenes shots. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure if they're from the movie or behind the scenes. Hard to tell. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, Trum is going to talk about something. What is he going to talk about? Uh, he's going to talk about conservatives this week and how they are the current enemy. Hello, this is Tron with Clontos the Truth from my home studio today. Let's talk about woke again, because the word woke means nothing. I talked about this before, but I think woke, using the word woke, is part of a strategy to cancel culture. 
Yes, you want to cancel people who don't say what you like, what you want. Talk about racism, woke. Taking in the woke. Talk about war, woke. Talk about gender, transgender rights, woke. Talk about gay rights, woke. Woke, 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 woke. There have been problems in the past with universities and so on, people who are so fragile that they can't listen to a harder joke or, or they cannot accept humorists going too far. But the main the right I use in it now is just to silence people. Because what that's what they love to do. They love to silence people. When people try to ask them critical questions, they're whining about being silenced. You see the fucking irony here? Yes. Today's use of the word book is cancel culture. We're going in to a time more and more conflict. But we cannot discuss the real things. Because what we're going to discuss is only weapons, patriotism, abortion, and how horrible everyone else is. Yes. Criticizing capitalism, even if it's just a mild form of criticism, is woke or communism. The right is the far worst alternative when it comes to cancel people. There are people on the left too, but they're not the majority. The people on the right have never, never suffered to being cancelled, really. They have their own TV network, they have the channels, they have all the fucking money and the wealth in the world. So what they talk about when they come to cancel is only that they're being asked questions. If a news channel take up something they don't like, they don't try to debate it. They just scream at somebody trying to cancel them. It's mainstream media or it's communism. While Fox News are presenting shit 24-7, and if you talk against that, yes, then you also people try to cancel things. Conservatism is today the new fucking fascism. And it's been growing and growing and growing. Since Newt Gingrich's new contract for America in the early 90s, conservatism has been from we have control with the lunas to list open the fucking asylum. Because today's conservatism is just fucking ignorance and hate and fucking fascism. You see more and more troublemakers over the world climbing to the conservative ideology, screaming about historical bullshit, uh, the so-called passivism is there, raging rage against immigrants, talking about Christianity, like they fucking know anything about the Bible whatsoever. But if you take them on that, yeah, just, that is blasphemy. Conservatism is a fucking starting being an enemy. And there are real conservatives out there who fucking have something to say, but the adult are not be put in the basement. The adult find out now that this they just just gonna shut up there are some who try to fight against it but they are very few the moderate conservatives wanted to win so they opened the fucking asylum so here is fucking where we are this is the new fucking normal and we have to fucking live with it this is 19 like the years between 1918 and 1940 all fucking over again. Einstein said he'd felt World War III was going to be fought by sticks. I don't think so. It's going to be fought with weapons, horrible weapons, and a lot of people are going to fucking die. Thank for conservatives, assholes who are more interested in taking fucking rich elites' money 
and pissing on the people than actually do something for society at all. This was Tron, but Tron tells the truth. That uh, was uh, Tron telling the truth. Just to be 110% clear, I don't think people should do drastical things. I just want to say that. Okay. Well, yeah. That, yeah. Disclaimer, don't do anything drastic uh, for any reason. And we're, yeah. we're not advising that. Yeah. Nope. All right, TV. Uh, TV. Yeah, I have seen uh, America's Got Talent for stupid people that likes uh, pets, I guess. Uh, because it's called Stupid Pet Tricks. Uh, this is on TBS. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Sarah, Sarah Silverman uh, as the host. Holy fuck, this was bad. <laughs> it was very uh, campy. Uh, not campy. It's very... Uh, what's the word for it? Um, like, high school talent show-ish. Mm-hmm. It was very, yeah. like, low-budget. Like, yeah, it was like something you would see at, like, actual summer camp, I guess is my point. Yeah. Yes. Exactly what it felt like. The most funny thing was the beginning with him, her, and David Letterman. That was kind of funny. But after that, it was just extremely, extremely bad. So I should tell people what it is kind of about. People bring their pets out uh, that can do stupid things. Uh, like the winner of this week, a camel that can do the limbo. Yeah, I mean... There's not much more to say. Yep. Uh, it just walks up. I don't think you're supposed to be on your knees when you're doing the limbo. I think that's against the rules of the limbo. But I'm not going to take. I'm not going to take points off of a camel because it's a camel. Uh, mm-hmm. It doesn't know any better. It doesn't know the rules of limbo. So um, I there was interesting parts that weren't the the pet stuff, like the behind the scenes jokes of like this. Mm-hmm. Um, world that's built around the TV show that they're making. Mm-hmm. There's like these behind the scene bits where like the writers are animals and the producer of the show is an animal and uh. then they mix in all these celebrities which that's where the David Letterman bit came in. But there was a bunch of other celebrity cameos in there um yeah. throughout the first two episodes. It was it was uh I kind of wanted that to be the show. Was like, yes, because ne- that was much more funny than what was actually going on. I almost wanted it stage. to be like a Thirty Rock type sitcom, yeah. Where you're seeing the like main part of it is the behind the scenes, and then the show is like a second, like it's just mm-hmm. what the the actual show is built around. But no, this was like you said, mm-hmm. America's Got Talent for animals, all different kinds of animals. They weren't really even that talented of animals. It, they were just kind of no. regularly talented animals, and that, and that that was maybe my biggest problem. And also, well, I'm it is called stupid Petrix, not really impressive Petrix. So yeah, well, yes, yeah. But uh, Sarah Silverman is somewhat funny as well, and uh, it helped that it was a live uh, live audience. That was kind of one of the good things. But I'm still giving this a two point five. Yeah, it wasn't much of an audience, actually. It was a very small audience, but at least it was there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think a two. There's not much going on here as far as production value-wise. Yeah. Okay, you. Oh, right. Um, 
maybe Sarah Silverman just wanted to hang out with animals. That's kind of what it seemed like. Yeah, uh, maybe that. Yeah. Maybe she's like a washer as well. <laughs> uh, maybe. Uh, maybe not. Ninja Kamui. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's how we say it. It's an anime. Yeah. It's the most anime anime I've seen in quite a while. It is very anime. It is like 19... Late '90s, early 2000s, looking art style of anime. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of not the new art style that I see now of anime. It's more like that old school, uh, and like freeze frame slow motion pullback of somebody's face as they're getting killed and things like that. Their art style mm-hmm. was fun, but like like I said, a little bit dated. the sh- mm-hmm. The show is all about a man who's hiding from some kind of mob that like gang mm-hmm. that we don't really know what it is in the beginning. Um, he's hiding out from them with his, do- uh, with his wife and his son. And, uh, while they're hiding out one day, this gang shows up and you know, murders his wife and son. And now he's out for revenge and that's the mm-hmm. show. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. pretty classic anime story, pretty, pretty classic anime look, um, and even dialogue. The bad guys are, like, over the top and ridiculous, some of them, and then other ones are, like, the foot from Ninja Turtles, where they're, like, no-name kind of, like, um, gremlins that you never really get to know. They're just there to die. Mm. You know what I mean? They're there for uh, fodder more than anything else. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the show itself was fine, uh, fun, but a little over the top. I'd give it a, uh, I don't know, what, like a 6.5? I gave it a six. Yeah, I liked it. That was fun. Uh, it's probably it was just one episode out. It's probably something I am going to continue watching. Actually. Oh, you think? Um, it's just so over the top. I don't know if I'll keep watching the whole thing. I think the bad guys are the part that was uh, really over the top for me, and then some of the music, mm. the music choices are so out there in this it's like what is this song I, uh, that part right. really threw me out especially one of the very final songs during the credits at the end i was like yeah what oh, <laughs> but it, it is yeah. very anime at the same time so uh i saw a korean crime uh drama uh on netflix called a killer paradox uh it's uh, uh very crime heavy it's about uh, this accident that uh, uh, kind of has a wrinkle effect that it creates more accidents. And this very ordinary guy uh, soon becomes a part of this cat and mouse uh, game with a very, very, very deviant uh, investigator. Very good. I fucking love this. Really, really good. Very unconventional. Very uh, Korean. Uh, I really think they have uh, hit the home run of this because I saw three episodes first and then I saw three episodes after. Uh, I have two episodes left. I'm going to give it a nine, actually. Yeah, it was really fun. Uh, it, this uh, reminded me a bit. Of, it had Run Lola Run vibes in some of like the Very flashing much, yeah. and like time changes mm-hmm. and things like that. But not it completely because that has like three separate storylines. This is all one mm-hmm. continuous storyline. Yeah, I would probably give it an eight point five as well. Mm-hmm. I think 
it has a lot of potential. I only saw two episodes so far, but there's a lot going on in this show also. Um, yes. Let's talk about Tracker on CBS. This is a very standard <laughs> American... Uh, no, it was worse. American show. Um, pretty standard American show. I, I like... I wouldn't say it's terrible, terrible, but it's not great. It's very, like, you've seen this show a thousand times. The dialogue is so generic. It's about a, a guy who needs, who, his job is to track people down, um, and he's works for these two women, and he gets a, job, a different job each episode, and he has to track somebody down and learn about them and fi- to learn about them to find them, right? Yeah, that's the whole mm-hmm. show. It's all kind of based around, oh, is this guy, isn't he dreamy? Look at this dreamy guy we got on the show. That's basically the, the point of the show, right? I think. I, I really, really hated this with a passion. And, uh, you know, I think this is one of the worst shows I've seen this year. And that's saying a lot. I don't think, I think it was pretty on the nose, kind of American, uh, normal CBS, ABC. NBC type show, so I'd give it a a four. I give it a three. Okay, yeah, so we're not that far away from each other. Sure. Uh, watch uh, a couple to trouble. Uh, this is a reality show, <laughs> like any, like any, not like any other reality show. That's for fucking sure. Uh, so uh, it's four uh, curious couples that goes to. Uh, a place uh, like uh, everywhere else that we have seen. This is it's a Peacock production. It's a reality show. I thought that it was going to be like a documentary thing. No. This is a reality reality show where you come there and uh, the couples can pick different people to be with and it creates, of course, a lot of drama and people that are insecure in their relationship bringing other people in and what that creates as a drama and holy fuck this is one of the weirdest uh, reality shows I've seen in quite a while well, yeah when we talked about this I was like it, it's it's kind of, it's just a polyamory reality dating show no uh, <laughs> but what yeah but no it's it, it, like even worse it's competition thing yeah, but like that's just it. Nobody gets voted out or anything. It's no, more it's no. more like so it's not like I could compare it to Love Island or something. It's it's no. more uh I don't know what it's like as far as dating shows go why like the rules are specific to this because it's th- different couples. They're not mm. coupling up, but they are thruppling up, I guess, right? So mm. um I guess the people who leave are actually the singles, not the couples. That makes, yeah, so um, that makes it somewhat different than normal reality shows, but I didn't think it was Mm -hmm. as weird as you did, maybe because I I was like, last year we saw MILF Manor, so this isn't really that, this isn't, (laughs) like, the strange bar is really high at this point, and this didn't reach it for me, necessarily. (laughs) Uh, I didn't really like any of the characters, though, I thought most of the characters were very interesting, Um the one 
there was one couple that was slightly interesting because they seemed like they didn't really agree necessarily on who they wanted to be with, but everybody else was pretty vanilla. So I'd give this whole thing, what, like a... Um, honestly, I'm going to give it a 3.5. Yeah, I give it a 3.5 as well. I was I went in with an open mind and wanted it to be at least a decent, like, kind of crappy reality dating show, but... yeah. The characters yeah. weren't interesting enough. They they weren't able to find like those over the top okay. reality show characters. So, well, the gay couple is kind of there, but <laughs> I mean, there's one thing that really makes it stand out is the amount of sex in it. But holy fuck, they fuck a lot. But I think that is way over. I think there's been a big movement uh, even in movies and TV where specifically yeah. younger people are like, we are sick, sick and tired of so much sex and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Your turn. Uh, the last thing I saw was One Day on Netflix, so why don't you do whatever else you saw? Okay, I will uh, do some uh, British uh, things. Uh, I saw the space shuttle that fell to Earth. Uh, g- can you guess what this was about, Luke? A uh, space sh- shuttle that fell to Earth? <laughs> what made you think that? I'm psychic. You are psychic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it is the, about the space shuttle, uh, Columbia, uh, that breaked apart uh, above America. And uh, they talked to the astronauts' families and NASA staff that share their personal stories about launch, don't fielding uh, disasters, and the fallout of uh, Columbia. Yeah, uh, I thought it was kind of interesting. Very British, very BBC too. Um, that kind of like felt a little bit weird, but yeah, no, it was only three episodes, so very easy to watch. Uh, I give it a six. Yeah, a six. Okay. Uh, let's talk about one day. Uh, yeah, one one day is a, a show on Netflix. Uh, it's like a relationship show, I guess. Yes. That exists. Is this is this a Yah show? I don't really think it is necessarily. It's a little too have, adult yeah. to be a Yah show, right? I have nothing interesting to say about this show whatsoever. It's a romantic drama show that I didn't like. It's mostly about these two people who meet on uh, vacation. They fall in love, it seems, but then they they get separated from each other. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we go on the journey of them uh, in other relationships, and I'm assuming at the end of the show they end up back together. I haven't watched the whole thing, so I could not care less. Right. Uh, it's the time period. I think it's uh, it feels extremely British, and it felt a little like watching uh, paint dry. Uh, it's just like uh, there's no one I like here. There's nothing very good when it comes to acting. There's nothing interesting that happens in the show. It's just like it's super boring. Like the only good thing I could say about this is the the mom of the guy. She reminds me of my mom, so I didn't like the show. <laughs> Well, maybe you're a little biased then. I don't know. Yes. Uh, yeah. it, I mean, it wasn't interesting in any way. There was no, like, excite. No. There was nothing really exciting about it, but if you want to see 
kind of a sappy love story drama uh, about yeah. young adults, I guess. Um, I guess I can see... I, I know I understand the demographic for this show, right? Uh, I think sure. it was well shot. I think the acting is fine. Nothing over the top, nothing yeah. terrible, but the story is very ma and very, like, nothing going on there. It's just kind of... We love each other. Let's do we want to get back together? Maybe. No, we mm. won't. We will? No, we won't. We will? No. Yeah? No. Uh so I don't know. I'd give it a for me at least. It's like a a 3. I gave it a 3 as well. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about the most interesting episode of uh, The Trust, A Game of Greed, Episode 5. Because, holy fuck, that was actually a good episode for once. Uh, selfishness is not black and white. Thousands of dollars are on the line for one player who gets a tempting proposition ahead of the next vote. A test based on lies puts the group on edge. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the main thing we come back from was the one woman uh, taking the offer and the man not taking the offer that was given to them individually. She hides it mm -hmm. from him even and says that she didn't take it. I don't know if he's just too trusting or they didn't show him saying like at all, like, Oh, maybe she did actually do that. <laughs> like, I don't know. I guess he just trusts he's, her. He's so, he's so, Build uh, together the group together, uh, pilt mm -hmm. that I don't think he thought she did it because he could never do it. So he is like, Oh, uh, I have that integrity, I'm sure she does as well, right? Okay, I yeah, That's she's definitely I in the she's put herself in the position as the swing vote of any... Because there's two groups now in the house. There's mm -hmm. the men and one woman, and then there's the the female alliance. Uh, mm -hmm. And the one woman, she was, last vote, had to go vote with the women because she felt unsafe. But this episode, mm -hmm. the men came to her, and the reason she felt unsafe was that if she did anything to go against them, that she would end up getting voted out. And so now that she has a group backing her, she feels like she can right. go against them. So now it's... And this episode proves her fucking point, because what does the girl do? Well, they start plotting against each other. And, like, all of them plotting individually. Well, no, there's the yes. two girls who are definitely, like, buddy-buddy. They are, like... Yes. Uh, yeah, they're connected at the hip. I think they are in love. <laughs> and then... The they go against the one girl who I was saying she she has the swing vote because she is not only in the girls' alliance or they think she is except for right at the end of this episode, uh, mm. she's also dating the one guy, which is why they don't trust her to be in the girls' alliance. Also, right? You're right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Uh, uh, one of the most interesting thing is one of the girls uh, during that uh, ceremony where they blow out the candles uh, of who they tr uh, think has lied the most, she gets an opportunity to go to the vault. Me and Luke saw that coming a mile away. I don't understand why the other people don't think that would be the consequence of it. 
Yeah, because nothing came out of it either. Like, <laughs> right. there were, like they oh, finished wait. the game and then the, the host is just yeah. like, all right, you're done now. And nobody, okay, there's bye. no no consequences to the game yeah. and nobody thought like, hey, did Jesus. she get sent to the... So, right. I don't know. So silly. Uh, but yeah, she gets an offer. Uh, she takes it. What was the offer she got again? Do you remember? It was like 30,000. Um, if she... Who she votes for leaves the house. So right. she has to get her alliance to vote for somebody to leave the house. Um, but we think they will vote her. Well, the other team is the other side yeah. is going to vote her for sure, and so uh, it just all depends on who has the most votes at the yeah. end. And that, like I said, it ends up being the swing vote whether she decides to vote with the men and her boyfriend mm-hmm. or whether she sticks with the women's alliance. Which yeah. Right now, considering that the two of them are plotting against her, I would think yeah. that she was smart enough to go the other way, but it's hard to tell right now. That's yeah. kind of the cliffhanger also is uh, the vote is coming up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting uh, episode. Definitely the best so far. Yeah, this was like a 7.5 episode. This was oh, definitely. Yeah. the most entertaining. I think it's because we're in the heart of it now, and yeah, uh, the most interesting thing is... Ev- there was one part of the house that was like still up until last episode, like, all right, let's yeah, we don't stay together. Like, yeah, yeah. we don't, Kumbaya. yeah. Uh, yeah. thinking that, oh, if there was somebody bad in the house, we got them out. And then mm-hmm. when the women's alliance got rid of the guy who was voting with them and was on their team and they voted their own mm-hmm. team out, that's when everybody yeah. was like, okay, it's on. There, uh, yeah, yeah. There's it's no more... Donkey Kong. Yeah. <laughs> there's no more uh, civility in this game. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's getting interesting. That's for sure. Well, let's talk about some TV news. The Bear Season 3 release window is confirmed. I'm very, very happy to see this. Uh, renewed for Season 3 shortly after its preceding uh, Hulu debut, I'm assuming Season 2. Uh, the season mm-hmm. three has been set for June 2024 release window, though not revealing whether filming has actually begun on the next set of, set of episodes for the show. It also indicates that a full season re-release schedule uh, utilized by season two is currently on the plan for next season. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. The, yeah, that's I, exciting. I, I mean, I... I, I I was not surprised to see that it's getting more, but... No. uh, Yeah, we got a little while to wait, so... And season two is actually as good as season one. Uh, So I very much recommend people go and watch uh, The Bear. Yeah. Uh, Okay. It was like a hidden thing for us in season one, and then it won all those awards. I think most people know about it now, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. We were one of the only shows that covered that uh, TV show. And in the middle, it all of a sudden got <laughs> a lot of people watching it. Yeah, I don't remember why, but uh, people... Oh, I know why. It was because there were thirst traps for the guy on uh, TikTok, and then it blew oh, up. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Okay, let's talk about Super Bowl. Uh, we saw a lot of ads uh, during the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about them. That I mean... Other than uh, the same Timo uh, app uh, uh, commercial over and over and over and over and over and over again. 
And not even uh, like a series of Timu ads, like the no, same, the, the same, same ad. Yeah, they only have one ad. They can only afford one ad. Oh, so incredibly stupid! How much, uh, they must have spent hundred million dollars on ad placement, at though. At least, at yeah. least, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, we thought there was going to be a lot of car commercials. We counted four. Three or four, yeah, and yeah. and there was two Toyota commercials. So there, if there were four, there were only three car companies that actually yeah. advertised. Um, and and the other thing we were thinking would be a lot of was AI. Was one AI commercial? One and no crypto, one. which I guess we're not surprised no by because that's totally nope. dead. Uh, yeah, it was mostly snack food restaurants um, and. Uh, advertisements for either the NFL or some kind of CBS thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, and Apple. Yeah, yeah, um, websites. There was a bunch of, like, dot-com website stuff mm -hmm. also. Yeah, that's true. Uh, not as much dot-com okay. stuff as I would think, but there, it wasn't, like, a low amount either. There were a lot of them. Homes.com definitely spent a lot of money. Oh, a lot of money. One of my favorites was Dunkin' Donuts that I did a Ben Affleck, um... Matt Damon commercial with Tom Brady and uh, the girl, uh, the wife of Ben Affleck, uh, J Lo. Right. And that I thought it was a DraftKings commercial when I when it first yeah. came on, <laughs> because of the colors and it said like Dunk yeah. Dunk Kings uh, or something, and so it looked mm -hmm. like DraftKings. I don't, maybe they were trying to go for that a little bit. I don't know. Probably not. Uh, and then there was the controversial Jesus washes your feet commercial. Oh my god! Which I think all of the people with a foot fetish were like, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> On the Super Bowl, is this for us? And then it was like Jesus, and then it was about Jesus. They were like, "Is this a, <laughs> is this a wiki feet commercial?" <laughs> I wish it was. That would have been funny if it was a wiki feet commercial. They spent $30 million or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Other fun was DoorDash was kind of funny. Etsy was good. Uh, and there was this chocolate lint that was pretty good. Yeah. There was a few funny ones. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there was a good M&M one. Some good... Yeah. Uh, Bud Light commercials, those are pretty normally, fu usually funny. But, yeah. But let's talk about Robert... F. Kennedy Jr. Because, holy fuck, all of a sudden, we got the commercial for a super pack supporting him. What the fuck was that commercial? Right, apparently he had to apologize uh, to his family members so after a super awful. pack backing his independent bid for the White House aired a commercial. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't his campaign, apparently. But people are no. like, yeah, right, like you weren't talking to them about... Ross. An ad being put on the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. He said, I'm sorry the Super Bowl advertisement caused anyone in my family pain. The ad was created and aired by American Values Super PAC without any involvement or approval of my campaign. Uh, mm. The FCC, FEC rules prohibit Super PACs from consulting with me or my staff. So, um, yeah, I think people were mad because it was like a direct ripoff of a John F. Kennedy ad from the 60s. And so they it thought was, it was, yeah, like, yeah. kind of uh, disparaging to the dead a little bad bit. Bad taste. Bad yeah. taste, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, what is not in bad taste is uh, uh, Audible. Uh, Audible is having a vintage eat sale because of Valentine's look. So they have a lot of titles uh, where you can get two titles for one credit. And if you don't have a credit because you're not an Audible member, you can go to audibletrial.com slash ADC. That's audibletrial.com slash ADC and get hot, hot, hot. All right, let's talk about some Eurovision songs. I think we're going to start with Ukraine, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we are starting with Ukraine, with uh, Alanya, Alanya, and Jerry Hall, with Teresa and Maria. Okay, yeah. Uh, this song, I don't. I didn't really like any of the songs this week, to be honest. Um, oh, really? Yeah. This is my favorite to win. No joke. Your favorite to win? I Oh yeah, I love this song. I have played it over and over in my apartment this week. I'm, I didn't on full blast. I felt like there was some disconnect from like the rap. Like the two singers don't. It's not cohesive to me. It feels like there are two mm. things happening at once, and they don't actually like meld together very well. Does that make sense at all? Yeah, I totally understand. I disagree very much, but yeah. I get it. Um, yeah, I I think some of the stage presence also needs some work, but this is obviously not Eurovision right. this is not ready. The Eurovision, yeah, yeah. right. This I is, mean, th- this is taking part in the country where there's like bombing going on. So that's true too. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, definitely not my favorite song. It had, it seemed like it had some errors, but we'll see what happens uh, in the Eurovision if it gets there. I suppose. I have a feeling it will, just because of the voting. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. I'd give this a... I'm going to have to give it a 3.5. Ooh. Yeah, I'm giving it a 10 out of 10. Okay. Really loved it. I love the rapping part and how they they go together. So, they have been friends for many, many years. I'm a huge fan of them both. And I am very, very happy that they are here. And they are also... Uh, like everybody in Eurovision likes them, so they're very high on the odds. Right now, they are leading. Not that that really matters, but... Sure. Uh, yeah, there's a lot to go, a lot of time to go. It's, uh... Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's some kind of bias happening there, but as far as musical like, ensembles, like, put songs put together, I didn't think it was the best even so far. So... Oh. Mm-hmm. No, I don't have biased. I, I just like the song. I like the groove. I like everything about it. No, I mean biased like... as far as people uh, liking oh. this, like in general, because uh, they have like uh, history with these two women and their friends mm, and all this other be. stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I I do agree that uh, the two uh, after is so so. Well, uh, let's talk some Eurovision news. Uh, Israel has uh, chosen uh, their uh, anticipation, and it is uh, uh, singer Eden Golan. And it is kind of interesting because she's from uh, half Russian. So that's kind of... A lot of people are talking about that. Uh, But uh, she won with singing... uh, I don't want to miss a thing in uh, the talent show. By uh, a but... song by Aerosmith, which obviously you can't yes. enter into the Eurovision no, no. Song Contest, right? 
Like every, every year, it's a talent show. Okay. But uh, yeah, uh, a lot of people are, of course, saying that uh, uh, it should be boycotted, including the entry uh, by Finland, um, mm-hmm. which is a group called. Well, I guess it's disputed what they're actually going to be called at Eurovision is what I'm under understand, but Windows right. 95 man right now is what the na- what their name is. <laughs> Why is mm. it disputed? I think it's because of the Windows part, like there's yes. a copyright yes. issue or something. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. So we'll see what they're actually called at Eurovision, but right now they're called Windows 95 man from Finland. Uh they said, yeah. we hope that Israel will not participate. This is a bad situation. There's still time until spring. Mm-hmm. We hope the EBU will make the right decision. I think the biggest thing is, like, this should be a celebration and, like, mm-hmm. you know, a happy time for these artists. And I don't think any of the mm-hmm. rest of the artists want that negativity there. And, like, you know there's going to be protests right. and everything else. Yeah. So why not uh, keep the negativity out... away, I guess? Yeah, it came out this week that uh, Gota from Norway have decided to take part of Eurovision. Okay. That was in dispute? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I knew the Polish uh, okay. one was still in dis- is still in dispute, right? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, let's talk about another song that is not like the other, because it's an uh, old woman singing a boring song. It's uh, <laughs> ne- ne- Nebulusa? Nebulusa? Yeah, yeah. with Sora. So I'm assuming what she was like a was a pop big pop star back in the day, maybe or something. Is my guess right? That's the Probably. way it kind of felt. Yeah. That she was maybe used to be a big Spanish pop star and now is making a comeback in this song. Uh, but the, uh, what, one of the most eighties songs I have heard. That's in why quite I was. Yeah, I think maybe she, that was when she was maybe popular. Is what I was thinking. Right. Mm-hmm. That may, would make sense. Um, did this one had the most ass of any song so far in, uh, in Eurovision. Just a lot of a lot of butt happening in this. Yeah. It's um, a very gay-friendly song, to say it that, that way. Sure, but they really missed a, an opportunity here for a keytar solo, which would have uh, probably added a point in my book because uh, they had a keytarist, no keytar solo. Mm. Really missed an opportunity mm. there, I think. Mm. But uh, not great. I'd probably still give it no. like a what a a two. I gave it a two as well. Right. <laughs> really didn't like this. Uh, okay, some Eurovision news again. Uh, this is uh, interesting because Helmiren, Boy George, and Scooter, you know, Scooter from Scooter, uh, has uh, been uh, among celebrities endorsing, endorsing. Israel's inclusion in Eurovision 2024. Right, Scooter Braun is like a big music producer, right? I think that's what it mm-hmm. is. Helen Mirren, Boy George, Scooter Braun, and Gene Simmons are among several high-profile figures who have signed letters in support of Israel continuing to participate in Eurovision. Um, it says that 400 uh, Wednesday, today, Los Angeles-based industry body Creative Community for Peace published a letter backed by more than 400 entertainment industry figures expressing support for continued involvement of Israel in the competition. The letter states, we believe that unifying events such as singing competitions are are crucial to help bridge our cultural divides and unite people of all backgrounds through their shared love of music. Okay. 
Yeah. Uh, also, people like uh, Juliana Margles, uh, Deborah Lessing, Liv Schreiber, Selma Blair, oh my gosh. Amy Rossum, <laughs> and Jennifer Goodwin has signed the letter. So we've got Selma Blair, we've got Deborah mm-hmm. Messing, we've got Gene mm-hmm. Simmons, uh, Maya, Maya Bialik. So yeah. all the best people signing on to this yeah. one. Uh-huh. They didn't. Then none of them have done anything bad <laughs> or no, controversial. No one. No one. What is Helen Mirren doing in there? But I don't know. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's a little weird. <laughs> like one thing is not like the other. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's talk about our first music video of this uh, year. Uh, it is uh, Malta. And it's Sarah Bunici with Loop. What did you think about this loop? 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 This was really like a 90s <laughs> pop song from like, it, it reminded me of Christina Aguilera highly. I was so, I was so thinking that. Thank you for saying that. I mean, the, the outfits, the hair, the music style, yes. the dancing. The dancing almost reminded me of, like, Backstreet Boys, almost, mixed with Christina. Yes. But, I mean, it is a music video. There's that. Um, but I didn't think it was the worst song this week. I think it was better better than the last than the Spanish Spain? song. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, when I think, uh, yeah. Um, as far as, like, music, as far as the music goes, like, the song itself is very, like I said, 90s, but pretty normal yeah average pop song there's nothing really generic weird. yeah yes. generic for sure um i i don't think it will have any problem qualifying it's hard to tell you know because it's a music video how the yeah. live performance will go if she's actually a good singer sure. or not because th- this is like you know i like knows? her voice it yeah it, i was gonna say who knows if this what her voice actually sounds like right from a music video but yeah uh, overall, it's super, It's like a definitely like a four point five, like five, in, super in the middle yeah. kind of sh- show. Yeah, or move. I I I I had this at three, but I will go up to four. Yeah, I had when I think about it. Uh, I I agree. I also think it uh, it, it is poppy enough to to qualify. So I think it's well, we'll yeah, see. it's generic enough to get a broad enough audience of people who are, would vote for it. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I saw two Oscar movies this week. Uh, I, I as well know. saw two Oscar movies this week. Uh-huh. Um, I what? saw Autonomy of a Fall. Which I saw last week, uh, okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny because uh, when I watched this, I, I watched it on Plex, right? Uh-huh. And, they, and sometimes when I download things to Plex and, and make it available... They make it the Norwegian title. Okay. What do you think autonomy of a fall would be in Norwegian? Like, if I translated it back to English? Uh, I don't know, actually. Back- Free fall. Oh. It, okay. Yeah. I mean, kind of the same what? thing, but not really, because it doesn't have not anything really. to do with investigating or, like, uh, no. yeah, or, like, like what? knowing about what it. Yeah. this? But yeah, holy fuck, what an amazing movie. Superbly acted and directed with a very psychological grounding. Right. Holy fuck, I love this movie. Really, really, really good. 
Very, very interesting. Very, very uh, good. I gave it a 9.5 look. It is probably my favorite uh, Oscar movie this year. At least Loved so. it. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's up there. Uh, you know, it definitely has a chance of winning, but um, mm-hmm. it's it's in, like, the top three, I think, so far for me. I haven't seen all of them, obviously, but... Yeah. Uh, let's see. This one's up for Best Documentary. Um, and it's the one that I was talking about at the beginning of the show. Uh, Bobby Wine, The People's President. This is a documentary okay. created by National Geographic. All right. And so I watched it on Hulu and Hulu, for some reason, in their infinite wisdom, classified this as a TV show in their like the way they uh, put it in their, you know, the the user menu. It wasn't classified. Mm. So then the commercial, it had TV commercials in it all the way through because Uh. they put put it in the system as a TV. So I watched an Oscar movie literally with commercials all the way through it. So, and it's, this is a documentary about uh, Uganda where the president is like a dictator and this Mm. uh, musical artist who is trying to overcome it and how he's being, his supporters and him were being like, murdered and tortured and uh you know arrested and everything else so i would go Mm -hmm. from like this hardcore scene of like somebody being murdered in the street and then it would be a crest toothpaste commercial right Mm. after that it's hilarious actually kind of funny it's just pretty wild that Mm. we're in this day and age right one oscar movie like uh it there are certain oscar movies that are still in the theaters or some oscar movies that i can't even get not only uh, anywhere, they're not even available in theaters or anywhere else, and there's also this mm-hmm. one that's available on Hulu with commercials on it. Like, the you know, the spectrum that we have right now of availability of uh, movies mm. is just so weird that some aren't even available, and some you can get on Hulu with commercials. It's so strange. Uh, the other uh, Oscar-nominated movie I saw was American Fiction. Right, this one's uh, in the theater still. Right. With Jeffrey Wright and Sterling K. Brown uh, in two of the leads. It's about this novelist who is kind of like fed up with uh, the establishment taking profits from like black entertainment uh, and he's kind of like tired of tropes and uh, to prove his point he writes the most outlandish like uh, black book on his own and the books just propels him to famously really fucking love this as well Uh, very good I I I can see it winning some prizes. I don't think it will win like uh, 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 Oscar for uh, best picture, but uh, there are some uh, acting in this, and uh, I I I think maybe it will win for adapted screenplay because it's based on a book. Right. Okay. Uh, I will give it an eight. Actually, very much like that. I saw one up for Best Original Screenplay, May-December. This was on Netflix. Oh, yeah. uh, Natalie Portman, Julianne Moore were the main characters. Natalie Portman plays an actor who is studying a role for a movie about Julianne Moore's character 
who is a woman mm-hmm. who went to jail for sleeping with and being impregnated by a child. We'll say that. Uh, and so it's her um, investigating this character, and the the two are still married, Julianne Moore and the person who impregnated her. And so it's very, it's kind of awkward, but at the same time, it's somewhat of a mystery happening because slowly Natalie Portman starts to like reveal what actually happened uh, in their relationship. Um, it's really yeah, is this a wild a Todd Haynes movie? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like him. Did you watch this yet? No, no, no. No, you I should haven't. check it out because no. well, at least in America, it's on it's on Netflix. I'm not sure okay. about Norway. Uh, but you know, you know how it is. Um, you can always find it with a VPN or something if you want. Uh, mm-hmm. it was super well acted. The ending of this is the best part. It's a little mm. creepy sometimes in the middle. Um, but it has this like very crazy message at the end that like makes you really think it's a thinker, uh, for sure. Mm. Psychological, uh, kind of messes with you psychologically. So, I would give this a yeah. I, it was really really good. I'd give this a nine. And the Bobby Wine Doc, I didn't give a score, so I'd probably give it a, that a um. Man, it was really inspirational. I'm gonna give that uh, an eight point five. Cool. Yeah, super yeah, no, inspiring. May December is not on no each Netflix. I just checked. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The Bobby Wine documentary is definitely worth checking out too, just because like. Well, first of all, because mm-hmm. it's up for best stock, but it's um, like I said, super inspirational and kind of like there's some insights that you can take from it for for other elections uh, in other countries. Yeah, coming next week, our final week of normal uh, shows before we do whatever we are going to call uh, the new thing that we're doing. We need to find a title for that soon. Yeah, that's probably uh, a good idea. Do we need a title? <laughs> nah, I don't know. I guess we do. Oh, uh, we we do. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it'll just happen. It'll happen naturally. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, another digital citizen is is pretty good, but it's uh, no. Ah, uh, we'll think of it. Uh, but coming next week, are uh, we are doing news of the week? Trump tells the truth about something, and uh, please stay inside. Uh, TV of the week, Eurovision reviews. I don't know what we're doing next week. Oh, I should say we're not doing Israel because, uh, well, we'll see. Maybe we'll we have to do it, but we're definitely like letting it might be it one of the go. last ones just yeah. to see if it's actually even going to happen, right? Yeah, right, yeah. And we're doing trust episode six review. Uh, I am looking forward to continue that so. It's almost over, uh, actually, because only eight, yeah. eight episodes of this thing, so not long to go. Okay, let's talk about the rest of the Super Bowl, now that we have talked about the commercials and uh, the 1,600 cuts to uh, Taylor Swift during uh, the game. I didn't think uh, it was excessive Taylor Swift cutting to, to be honest. No, I thought it could no, have been I'm, a lot I'm, more. I'm, I'm exaggerating. Okay, yeah. I'm exaggerating, yeah, yeah, for making a point. Yeah, yeah, no. It could be much, much worse. She was there with some Ice Girl. What was her name? Ice Spice. She's like the new... Ice Spice, yeah. Uh, I have never heard of in my entire life before this week. She's like the new Megan Thee Stallion. She's like the new uh, 
Yeah, she's the new that. I don't know what that style of music is really called. Yeah. Yeah. And and Blake Lively was there from Gossip Girl. <laughs> that was the two girls she was there with. Yeah, I'm. They showed them a few times. I would say maybe yeah. a handful of time or t- yeah. maybe ten times, two handfuls of times over the course of when mostly only when the Chiefs would do something exciting and they'd show them yeah, because, exactly. yeah, yeah. because because they reacted. Chiefs. They did, had a reaction. So there, it was like a reaction cam. But the only other like the only other time they showed celebrities in that way was mm. one they had one moment where they kind of did a whole bunch of celebrities in a row. It was like Jay Z mm. and mm. you know all these random ass celebrities that were at the Super Bowl, uh, and so it was you know they showed her more than any other celebrity. I'll say that of course, yeah. But yeah, yeah. there was a bit of an overreaction online. Of I saw people being like, Taylor Swift ruined the Super Bowl, and it's like oh. She yeah. barely even made a dent in the viewing yeah. time, you know? Yeah. And she wasn't at the uh, end, like, doing anything with... She didn't run out onto uh, the field and anything like that. I know? thought that, yeah. yeah. Uh, Usher was so fucking boring. I saw a bunch of people that really liked it. I hate... I didn't think uh, it... I thought it was I one of the worst halftime shows I've worst. seen in a really long time. Yes. And I not necessarily it. just because of him and his... And the music, it was like the production was pretty low budget. There wasn't exactly. like usually it's much something interesting. Yeah, there's usually a huge grand scale thing happening. Mm-hmm. Remember Katy Perry coming out on a giant like lion or whatever, like riding exactly. on the back. Yeah. Like there was no like over like like you said last week, Lady Gaga jumping out off the roof. Yeah, like yeah. This was very tame compared to most Super Bowl halftime shows. But like I said, there were a bunch of people I saw that really liked it. But I think it was more millennial nostalgia than anything else. Right. Mm -hmm. Alicia Keys came on there. That was kind of interesting. Was there another another celebrity? There was a few. Like, they were like 90s uh, R&B stars, which I never was really into R&B in the 90s. So I I didn't know them. But uh, yeah, there were a few other... But Alicia Keys was the one that everybody knew. But Alicia Keys is like the go-to surprise musical guest. It seems like and she was fine. She was she she was really good. Like they did New York and things like that. That was fun. Sure. Um, and they ended with uh, Usher uh, singing Usher Usher. So oh, and fun. little little John, which little I, John. Well, yeah. I haven't seen that guy in. 20 years or something. Yeah, it was definitely millennial nostalgia uh, show, for sure. Uh, the match itself was... Uh, we thought it was over uh, when the break came because they were 10 to 3, I want to say? Uh, yes, something like that. But, right, but they scored the three-point like, right before the halftime. So right. up until that point, it was like, okay, this game is going to be a blowout. But then after halftime, yeah. it got a lot closer... And a little more exciting. And it was very, very boring the first half because uh, no one really did anything for like I I want to say two thirds of that first half was the, them just in the middle, no one scoring. Uh, both uh, very good at defending, and then uh, people started falling down as flies for. Uh, San Francisco. Holy fuck, they were unlucky. Yeah, they just... Everybody was getting hurt, and then what really 
uh, made them lose with that one field goal miss, which I yeah. feel bad for the kicker. So bad, yeah. Because they would have won. But it went to, uh, to overtime, something I was super excited for because I was not tired at all. Right, it was like <laughs> four in the morning for Fro or something like that. <laughs> yes. And, and then they went into overtime? Tired. Yeah. Yes. All right, Twitch, uh, Pokemon, or Pokemon is leaving Twitch. Um, yeah, you have to say Pokemon. Well, it's technically Pokemon, Pokemon but everybody says mm-hmm. Pokemon, so I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I say both just to just make everybody Pokemon. happy. Pokemon! <laughs> right, her name is Iman, like her real name. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah right. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, Twitch top female streamer announces that she wasn't renewing her contract on the platform. Uh, viewers took notice. She said it was an end of an era, spending decades on Twitch and amassing 9.3 million followers. Uh, she said she'll be taking her talents to yeah. YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. She did not say she signed a contract with any other network, though. Um, no, but that's big. I mean... Uh... That is very very big. I think this is the biggest since uh, since uh, Moist Critical. Yeah, Ludwig. I think Moist Critical was more recent. He he didn't really leave Twitch though. He just right. wasn't. Uh, he he left his contract with Twitch, which might yeah. be. But she's saying she's not going to be on Twitch anymore because she's saying it's too red pilled and that there's too many. It says, where does it say? I feel like it has regressed a lot. She said in a podcast, I think the biggest reason why I have a hard time wanting to devote all my time and all my energy to just streaming, uh, she elaborated, this is part of the regression is from the experience dealing with the manosphere and red-pilled commentators who she alleged were getting encouragement to behave the way, that way from big streamers, right? Mm-hmm. I think most of those guys are on, like, Kick, though, not Twitch, right? Yeah. I would say so. And if she's going to YouTube, I mean, there's a lot of those guys on YouTube also. I don't think you're going to get away from those guys by going to another place, I guess is my point. I can understand the reasoning, but... um, Okay. Uh, Let's uh, talk about what we open about, I guess. The horse horse cock dramas, I'm going to call it. (laughs) Right, I mean, we talked about everything as far as the, the release of the the um he accidentally showed his folder on stream and yeah. everybody looked into what the actual content in that folder was uh but he kind of he what he he didn't dispute what it was he just said it's no, not that big of a deal let's double right. down on it yeah mm-hmm. but then h3h3 came in and uh did a two-day stream about him more or less well it was there was like one episode and then the first most of the episode was you know just you know regular H3 and the last hour of it they did a whole thing on Vosh's uh release of these um this folder and people got mad at that because they people were saying they were being disingenuous and that this was mm-hmm. stuff that had been rehashed over and over again which I don't think that's inaccurate that this has been talked about on the internet for a while except for obviously the new no. revelation of the stuff in this folder right mm-hmm. right uh then keffels came into the argumentation mm-hmm. uh and made a big hoopla uh kind of using like hey you had me on the program 
why are you like giving my friend such a bad time? That's like more or less her <laughs> argument. Yeah, kind of. I think it was more like, "Hey, uh, we're friends. Why don't you lay off my other friend?" Kind of thing. Yeah, and trying to yeah. like be like buddy buddy. But I don't think that's what this no. was really about. I, I don't know. No. I think I don't some understand. Of, did you watch the H three stuff or no? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay, so the first one at the very beginning, they kind of do this hit piece video that they got off YouTube. Mm-hmm. That part, yeah, I can that see was... that that was an issue, nah. that they shouldn't have done that. They should have gone into directly into like the meat of it instead of using this very clipped out Old. thing Yeah, that w- didn't have any of the context. They were like, oh, but we're going to show this and then show the context. And it was yeah. like, just show the context. Yeah. I don't know why you had to do... Yeah. Like, And I'm the biggest you know, H3 fan. I'm I'm not a big fan of Vosh. I don't, I never followed him. I don't, I know who he is and I see his clips sometimes, but I think he's kind of a douchebag. Even just the way he talks, he comes off like he smells his own farts. I mean, I never liked him because he's uh, very much against Destiny and I'm on the Destiny team. And him and Destiny collaborated back in the time. Right, and there was, like, drama between them on, like, Discord and everything else, and mm-hmm. then there's them, and Hassan is, like, the third big streamer, and they all hate each other, right? Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. But this whole thing is m- mostly between H3 and Vosh, and so H3 did a second episode that, like I said, the first one was mostly not, a, it was, like, two th- two-thirds of it wasn't about Vosh. The next right, episode he did was just was all about four hours of all about Vosh, which yeah. I didn't think proved anything more than no, they had proven in the first I one. Agree. I didn't think they yeah. the expansion of it didn't add a whole lot more evidence or any more context mm-hmm. to why this was bad. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and except for the text messages between the two, which... Yeah. We're very contentious. Uh, very, very contentious. And that's kind of what happened yeah. with Keffels, too, was that she made one kind of argument online about something, and then it became a back and forth between her and Ethan. Mm-hmm. And that's what really blew up those messages also, is because it, it, it the infighting between the two more than the messages yeah. themselves. Right, yeah. I agree, yeah. I don't, I don't know what it... I, I understand that the whole thing about bringing up the the folder, but then going back and uh, adding all this other context from five years ago to that, it's like, I don't know that it's muddying the waters, but there's definitely like a... It felt very much muddied in ding the water, though. Instead of just like focusing on the one thing that's happening yeah. right now, we're going to yeah. like, oh, well, this is now related to all these other things. It's kind of a jump a very big jump in logic to me. But at the same time, yeah. is Vosh a weirdo? Yeah, yeah, he's a fucking yeah. weirdo. He's a fucking Fuck. weirdo, for sure. He's a fucking weirdo, for sure. But that's yeah. not, a, like, there's nothing illegal against, or nothing illegal about being a weirdo. It's just, you know. No. I'm a weirdo, and I I am not illegal, so. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. that definitely the biggest thing that happened. We didn't mention that Marianne Will- Williamson dropped out uh, this week. Uh, that was the only nope. thing, I, other thing I had down here. Oh, and then uh, one other thing. Well, go ahead. I had one other mm, thing. Let me look it up. I had uh, Deadpool and Wolverine teaser was on my list. Uh, 
where we saw the teaser the a little. The Deadpool one was not... You didn't see a whole lot of, like, the movie aspect no. of it. It was like a teaser teaser, yeah. Yeah, but they released the, uh, the full teaser. That was very fun. Uh, what else did I see this week? Oh, uh, Jon Stewart uh, coming back to The Daily Show was a big thing. Okay. Um, did you see that Kanye West had a Super Bowl commercial? I did. Um... So you watched it, yeah? Should we watch mm-hmm. that to, to wrap up the show? I did watch it, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, that was like... We didn't see it in the Super Bowl, because apparently it was no. only in certain... Like, on certain channels, as far as, like, local mm. channels. And it was just him being like, Hey, I'm I'm here, guys, and uh, selling shoes. <laughs> and that was, like, the whole thing, right? It was really... Mm. And it was, like, filmed on a cell phone in, like, a garage or, like, in a trailer or something. It was very weird. Yeah, I uh, agree. I have nothing else on my list, by the way. That was it for me, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and why Norway is becoming the world's richest country in real-life lore. That was fun. Okay. Is that a YouTube thing? Yeah. Yeah. All right. People look that up, I guess. Mm-hmm. And everybody go check out that wrestling show for the wrestling commentary this Saturday. Yeah. Go check that yeah. out. We are, uh, uh, I'm not sure what we're talking about. Uh, we did the 500, uh, or was it 600 show, uh, this, uh, last weekend. That's fun. Uh, watching some old wrestling. That was fun. All right. So go and watch that, that wrestling show. Okay, goodbye everybody. Goodbye everybody. Bye bye everybody. Another di- another digital another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen.